please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Good morning on this Friday, April 1st, 2016. It's time now for the Elder Law Report. This is Milton Baker along with you. Let me introduce now Greg McIntyre here in the studio. Hayden Soloway is with us today via telephone. And Greg, take it away, sir. Morning, Milton. Good morning there. I quit. <laughs> April this, Fools. <laughs> this is no longer the Elder Law Report. It's actually Milton's Power Hour. Okay, so Milton, take it away. All right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the North Carolina Tar Heels and Dallas Cowboys. And well, the North Carolina Tar Heels are playing this weekend yeah. in Tejas, aren't they? Aren't they playing in Texas? Texas, Houston, oh, okay. I didn't Houston, know. Texas. That's how you say it if you're from Tejas. Okay? Tejas. It's Tejas. Tejas. Texas, yes. Tejas. Play, playing in the, the X is I didn't silent. know where you were at there. Well, I, yeah, I was born in Mexico City, okay? Okay. So, no, I wasn't. I was born in Shelby. All right, so anyway, um, yeah, they're playing uh, this weekend. I think they're playing mm-hmm. uh, the evil uh, – What's Syracuse? Evil, evil Empire. Syracuse. Syracuse evil Empire. No, that's Duke. Duke's the Evil Empire. Oh, well, they lost. They yeah. lost. Oh, not, I apologize not, to all the Duke fans not, out there. They're not for my friend Duke. Milton and his his, his <laughs> political views about Duke. So anyway, okay. Well, anyway, so it's going to be a good weekend for for North Carolina out there and uh, and April Fools. And no, I didn't quit. We're going strong here at the Elder Law Report, and you shouldn't quit either. I'm going to tell you what. We've got a great show lined up for you. Hayden did leave me though. Hayden left me. I'm, very I'm here in spirit and by phone. You're here, Hayden. What's going on? You doing Not okay? Here. I'm doing well. It's raining. It's it's I'm raining fine. at the beach. Cats and dogs. Oh, but this so this is the highlight of your week weekend or, or <laughs> yeah or time off, right? Well, yesterday was a great day. Yes. It's April. I mean, um, it's uh, Hayden. It's like April Fool's se- Day. Seventy seventy five degrees and sunny here. Well, I left for the wrong time, I guess. No, it's not. It's raining here, is, too. The it's kids are here, here and, and we're having fun, and we've got lots of things planned, so that's good. Well, that that's awesome. It's great to hear you uh, hear you uh, you know be here at least in spirit or on the phone with me. I was pretty upset. I've been lost for the last couple of days without you around. Well, we'll make up for it when we get back because I'm making lists. You're making lists? Oh, great. I yes. A bunch of lists. Hey, we have a great yes. guest lined up today, and, and I'm going to just introduce uh, my my guest, Sir Duncan Blunt, okay? Um, Mr. Blunt, how are you doing today? I am so excited to be here. Mr. Blunt's with NABU Scholar, NABU, N-A-B-U Scholar, and NABU was an ancient record keeper mm-hmm. in, in Babylonian times. Babylonian yeah, times. That, that kept the history in. And so my business is all about keeping my clients' history and helping them write their autobiographies. That is amazing. Something we're going to talk about, you know, seniors. I mean, we're just – I'm not going to get into it too deep right now. I'm just going to give you a taste because we still have to, to have time for – I can't call it Hayden's uh, Corner anymore. It's Hayden's Happy Place. But today it's going to be Hayden's Holiday because she's at the beach. <laughs> and uh, 
And so, so we got to get to that. But, but you know, Duncan and, and Nabu Scholar is an amazing company uh, that's going nationwide. It's just getting really hot right now. And, and, and he's helping seniors to write their life. So write your life. That's my tagline I gave Nabu Scholar. That's what he helps you do. Uh, take a lifetime of knowledge and not just tell it in a chronological way, but in a storytelling way that's very powerful and very easy to read. And, you know, imagine going through war, World War II, Korean War, civil rights movement, uh, you know, women's rights, which is included in the civil rights movement, um, and uh, just everything, you know, uh, watching Star Wars for the first time, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, <laughs> Jaws for the first you know. But being able to write those things down, all those tough situations you went through, things that knocked the wind out of you, that you got up and, and learned that, to, in order to conquer life, it, it, you know, it's not how hard you get hit in the immortal words of Rocky Balboa. Mm. It's how hard you can get hit and keep on coming, right? Mm. And being able to impart that knowledge to future generations, uh, uh, the power of the written word is, is very, very powerful. So before we get to Duncan, um, Milton, if we, if we have anybody that wants to call in, talk to us mm-hmm. about the subject, about mm-hmm. writing their life, or just important things that have happened in their life today uh, that they've really learned from, invite the calls. Could you give our, our call sign out and our, yeah. our number? Yeah, absolutely. The phone numbers are 704-482-1390 or 704-435-2844 or 704-735-8071. Thank you very much. And now it's time for Hayden's Happy Place. All right. And I'm always happy. Uh, you are always happy. You, all my brief conversation with Duncan and watching your podcast and looking at the uh, example of the book and the flyer that Duncan gave made me think about the kind of histories that need to be made for future generations, but it also made me think about all the people who uh, lived day to day and we weren't in a war and we didn't uh, march with Martin Luther King or things like that, but we have memories that you want to leave our families, especially our children and grandchildren. And, uh, you know, I talked the other day uh, at one of the seminars about our bucket list and how I think it's important to do those. And... Um, these are the kind of things that we can write about day to day and leave our family. We want our children and grandchildren to remember us. That seems to be the most important thing when people pass away is just making sure they're remembered and feeling like they were remembered. And there are just things that you can do with your spouse, your children. And I was just thinking back over the same, some of the things that we've done that I want my children to remember. It may be as simple things as helping me collect my shells, uh, taking my granddaughter to New York, um, going to the Kings Mountain Battleground uh, and searching for geodetic markers with my granddaughter. That was a project she had in school, and geodetic markers are put out by NOAA all over the country and embedded in the ground or in a pole. And you use uh, sometimes a GPS or death reckoning to find those things. But it was an adventure for us. It might be something as simple as going to the city park and riding the carousel and train or just things that I want my children to remember that we did. And um, so those are the kind of books I think a lot of people are going to write. Um, I know you remember your grandfather and the wonderful story he had to tell about World War II, and those things shouldn't be forgotten, but the rest of us have other things. Maybe it was the most important book we ever read or lessons learned or maybe it's even a political point of view that you want someone to understand 
and why you believe that way. So people like me and uh, people like my friends do things, and I'm working on my bucket list, and it changes. That's why it's a bucket. You take things out, you put things in, and uh, I want to my, want my grandchildren to understand why I did some of the things I did. Maybe I'll even tell them some of the things I did that I didn't tell them when I was living. Hmm. So I think uh, that an everyday person has a real story to tell. That's right. So I'm looking forward to hearing Duncan talk about some of the people that he's talked to in the past and, and the things that, that are important that they impart. And uh, so I'm ready to hear all about it, and I have a couple of questions. So, well, some of the things you said, Hayden, uh, just just sparked uh, you know responses in me too. Just, you were saying the everyday person. I mean, see, that's how we think of people. Is oh, it's just an every, or that's how we think of ourselves. That's how we think of ourselves. Is we're just everyday people. Okay. Uh, yeah, aside from me, I know I'm special. Hayden. I know you're special. Okay. But, but I, you know, sometimes I think I'm maybe I'm just, you know, I don't have a story, but I do have a story to impart. That's right. I've been through all kinds of strife and struggles in my life. Um, and just the way that I've learned from other people, I've learned to deal with other people, you know, uh, stretching every day, right? Every day. And I don't mean just physically stretching, which is good for you, but mentally stretching every day and taking on things that maybe scare me or challenge me. Uh, that's the only way you grow, right? Uh, I'd like to impart that and, and not to be scared of life or scared of anything. And that you carry the, the monsters in life inside of you, all that fear inside of you, not to be, you know, scared of others, just to love others and, and, and be yourself and trust yourself. Yeah. You can impart all those things, you know, that would be nice to be able to do that, don't you think? Well, I know that you are constantly telling your children lessons you've learned and talking to them about things they should and shouldn't do, is, even if it's just riding your bike downtown. And your children are explorers and they're adventurers already. I can see that in your, in your boys. And, uh, but somehow putting that in writing, it, it seems to have more meaning if it's, if it's in a book or if it's written somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, even if it was your parent writing it. So I think that's a good way to add to educating your children yeah, and, and preparing you know, them for one life. One thing that, that's really interesting is the people who have the most powerful stories aren't necessarily the same people who know how to tell them or write them. And one thing that, that Greg and I really connected on earlier is writing is hard, but we're uniquely great at it. And so when we can see our strengths and we can see where those strengths can help people, that's where we can find the world's need and meet it. And that's such an exciting thing for Greg and me. I think that's important. Something has to be well-written to be interesting enough for someone to want to read it. Yeah, and, you know, I I think that my mission right now in starting this business and, and, and living here in North Carolina is making stories as beautiful as they deserve to be. And I have a very unique skill set in, in tapping into this web of stories swirling around us. And, you know, as a Christian, I see God in control of all of these stories. And he's the only one who sees how all of these life struggles and victories play together. And sometimes we can tap into that and we can see the beauty, the symbolism. We can analyze and understand. And that's something I have to offer my clients is seeing the beauty of it. You know, I have a story from a, from a recent client, if I could tell it real quick. There's a, a man in northern Iowa who's a Baptist preacher, and he was also a lifetime electrician. And over the course of, of interviewing him, I made this connection, and it was only a, a few sentences in his book, but the connection was this, that as a minister, he wired his community and congregation 
to serve the Lord and to worship, just like he wired that same church to be full of power. And when I can see those kinds of connections in people's lives and, and just write that one sentence and help them show their power, that's where I can help and give that, give that, that literary gold, that poetic uh, beauty and eye-popping ability to their autobiographies, and that's where it's all about. So I see you two have met each other already. Uh, Duncan, Hayden, Hayden, Duncan. Oh, we had a great conversation. <laughs> and, let, and let me introduce uh, let me introduce you, Duncan, to our viewing audience, okay, or to our listening audience um, uh, and viewing audience. By the way, you can always check out uh, the After Hours, which is going to go at, le- at least 10 minutes after we're done today uh, on our Website, mcelderlaw.com. I'll put it out, obviously, if anybody knows me, on planet Earth, all over social media and everywhere else, okay? Um, but this is Duncan Blunt, founder of Nabu Scholar, grew up in Cherryville, correct? That's right. That's right. Just down the road. <laughs> that's that's very interesting. And went to, you'll help me say it, Berea College. Is Berea, that Berea College in Kentucky. Berea? Mm-hmm. Berea College in Berea, Kentucky. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a very well-spoken young man, if you hadn't gotten that already, and graduated as an English major, major mm-hmm. cum laude, yep, correct? That's right. Which means really smart <laughs> in Latin, right? Yeah. Oh, I love being an English major there. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. That that's was was that a liberal arts school? Was yeah, that was li- there a focus on liberal arts? And that's in, right. In, in, Li- liberal yeah. arts and having that foundation of right. um, whether it's the sciences, whether it's the arts, or for me, writing. It's about creating that foundation at Berea College, and they, they gave me so many values and, sure. and, and so many strengths. I just I think about them every day. Well, you're, you're the English teacher I would have liked to have had in high school, okay, aside right. from the ones that, you know, used to uh, just, 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 you know, I loved English. But uh, I had some tough English teachers, man. Oh, they, were, man. they were tough, tough people. But, uh, but anyway, so, so if, you, if someone wanted to get in touch with Nabu Scholar and explore writing their life, Mm-hmm. writing a book that they can give to their entire family. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about other ways that we can use it. Put it on Amazon. Yep. Everybody in the family can buy it yep. and get it. That's right. Um, you know, other ways we might connect up with, with those books. How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So I've been working very hard on my website. It's nabuscholar.com, N-A-B-U, scholar. Um, but I also have my personal phone number out there right now, and, and I'm working very hard on getting North Carolina clients. I mentioned a Northern Iowa person, and I went to Chicago recently. And you know what? I want to be here in North Carolina with my countrymen, with my here in, in Cleveland County, where we are right now, all the way abroad in North Carolina. This is my state. This is where I was born and where I want to be. And this is where the stories are that I want to tap into. And so my number, 704-689-8725. And I offer free consultations. And I just love to talk to people and meet with them. Okay, so free consultation. And, uh, Hayden, we talk about all the time about bucket list. I was just thinking about how Duncan would do a great job in our bucket list seminar that we've been developing um, because we talk about leaving a monetary legacy. We talk about leaving money and property to your kids or grandkids. That's don't right. To leave that type of legacy. But that's not the only type of legacy we have, I don't think. Uh, we have that entire life's worth of experience that could be worth all the money in the world to someone right and really give them a leg up on making good decisions and i just hate the thought that every generation starts over i've given a lot of thought to that from the monetary aspect right you see 
great families that are built over time. You see, um, uh, by by handing down, um, you know, monies and property, but but sometimes just handing down monies and property can actually spoil the kids or be bad for them, can it? Uh, we also need to hand down wisdom yes, and, and that experience. And that's what Duncan's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, well, we have... right, right here in my hand, I have this book. And, and I think a lot about that. Every time I look at a cover, I see that person's face. And I'm just, I just imagine this book is the essence of that wisdom, isn't it? What's the quote? Uh, if we don't learn from the past, we're doomed to repeat it. There it is. And I think a lot of right now, for instance, in this day and time, we're losing a lot of the, we're not learning from our mistakes. We're making some mistakes, same mistakes that other uh, countries have made, other cultures have made. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, every book is a small way of um, adding to the history that we need to remember. That's right. And, you know, there's, there's a the work a, ethic, the, the, yeah. uh, um, the way our grandparents took life seriously. Yeah. There's a quote that I love, and it's, you can learn from your own mistakes, or you can learn from watching and learning the mistakes of others. And we mm-hmm. don't do that unless we talk about it. Sometimes we only like to talk about the good, happy things, but when we talk about the full story, we can learn from it, and that's so powerful. And that's where when we talk about ordinary people also, right, uh, just everybody, myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, Sometimes you fail your way to the top. I mean, really, when you talk to really successful people, that's exactly what they do. President Lincoln. Is they fail their way to the top. Oh, right. You're talking about Lincoln uh, won maybe a couple of elections and uh, and, and lost the first maybe five, six he ran. I think had four or five failed businesses, you know, Mm -hmm. basically bankrupt, you know, four or five times. That's right. And then uh, went on to be one of the greatest presidents we remember um, in in the life of the country, right? That's right. Yeah. You can look at uh, modern culture and Michael Jordan. He failed. He couldn't even make his middle school basketball team. And so he went and worked at it. So that's another um, more identifiable lesson to a lot of young people today. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And yeah, he got cut. He got cut, actually. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was from his it was from his 10th or 11th grade high school basketball team is what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, I mean, that type of, that lit a fire in him. That certainly carried mm-hmm. on. He was a talented guy, but the things that really uh, give you that passion in life are, are sometimes those failures. But, uh, you know, certainly could save yourself some pain and have a lot more wisdom if you can go to, instead of, I look at, we're always searching for gurus in this society. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for them anywhere we can. We're reading self-help books or, or you know, we're, and, and you've got all these strangers that are telling you what to do, Okay. Um, and, and, and how to live life, okay? But what if you could have your entire, or your family, uh, an ancestor that tells you the wisdom of life, right? That they, through their experience, I think that's what we're talking about. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to share one of the secrets I've found working in this over the, over the last 10 months, and, and here it is. The authentic autobiography, that autobiography that's humble, that's generous, that's truly full of wisdom. It has two things, and I want to share those two things with, with the audience here. The first element is opening up about the hard things, what you're talking about. It's becoming vulnerable and saying, you know, here's the hardships that I went through. Here are the struggles that I 
was victorious after coming through. And whenever you meet obstacles, that's where we grow, isn't it? That's, that's just like exercise, just like sports. It's those hard moments that teach us the most. And so opening up about that, they, these autobiographies, I tell my clients, it's not about pushing yourself up or, or any kind of pompous nonsense. It's about the real you. And the real you is beautiful because of those hard things. And the second element is whenever we present it. It's about how we present it. It's about the, the shape of the book. It's about the size right here. This is only about eight inches tall, the book I'm holding in my hand. And whenever we can present things in a way that's authentic and in the sense that it's not about showing off. It's about sharing the wisdom you found. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I'm sorry, Hayden, am I interrupting you? I started to, well, I'll say it. I think trying to teach my children and grandchildren what really matters, not what superficially matters or what matters at the time, is something that took me a long time to learn. And my daughter is doing such a good job with that with her children. And I think as in a book, in a, a, memor, a, a story of your life, you can try to impart that to children, what really matters. Good friends, not lots of friends. A good um, career that you're willing to find something you love and do it. Things like that are things that reading on, on paper and learning from your parents. Hayden, what would you, what would you like to impart? I'm going to get personal with you. Is that okay, Hayden? Do I have permission okay. to get a little personal? Okay. Uh, we do personal. What? What? <laughs> you can do me next. How, what? <laughs> What would you like to leave your children and grandchildren? What kind of wisdom in your book of life, if you wrote your life, what would you like to leave? I'm going to try to avoid being political by just basically saying what this country was founded on, Mm -hmm. what our success has grown on, and making sure we don't lose sight of those ideals uh, in going forward. Um, and also in learning the value of honest relationships. And that's, that's probably enough for today. No, that's that's, that's a good topic for a long, long conversation. What about all the crazy adventures you've gone on? <laughs> wild adventures. Well, wild adventures you've gone on. Now, wait, you're going to give everybody the wrong impression. Well, no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, I mean living two and a half adventure. years on a, didn't you live two and a half years on the sailboat? We've talked about that, right? I did. That would I be did. a cool story. It would be. It was. It, really well, cool it would story. be. I actually read a journal uh, that is in the hands of a friend of mine right now, uh, which probably could be made into a story nice. in a book, but certainly it's a small chapter because the things that are important to me that I want my children to learn are not to be afraid to, to have adventures, mm. but uh, to really give a lot of thought to everything you do in life because what you, the decisions you make now are going to be much more important 10 years down the road than they are right this minute. Mm. And maybe give some but, insight yeah. on those decisions from your point of view sure. based on what all you've learned. And just sitting here, something came to my mind that I realized that I had learned that I had never really thought about, and that is when you are honored in some way at the time, oh, yay, I feel good about this, 
But then you look back on it and you think you were honored because people cared enough about you and thought enough about you to honor you in that way. And I don't know why that seems like such a light bulb moment, but it was just sitting here. So I'll just kind of leave that at all. And, and, my, and let me just clarify, Wild is more defined by adventurous and lack of fear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree. That's, I mean, that's what I was I talking about I didn't go hang earlier. out in the Bowery. Is, is, is yeah, lack you know, we, I think we have to learn to be somewhat fearless in life and, and have our own opinions. You know, I just wish that I could give that wisdom to my children to, to not be afraid to believe the way they want to believe or the way that their, uh, they were, t- their family believes be, be proud to be who you are mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and stand up for the belief, your beliefs, uh, cherish love, cherish life mm-hmm. and, uh, and just really, Value the experience. That's right. And so, Duncan, mm-hmm. if you were to write Hayden's story, mm-hmm. how do you do it? Yeah. How do you do it and make it affordable for people? Absolutely. And it's very affordable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and one of my goals right now, and especially North Carolinians, is making this process very straightforward. I like to say I have the easiest process for writing your autobiography. Here's how, here's how I do it. I interview the client about two to three times, about two hours each. And over the course of those interviews, I record the questions and the conversation, and then I transcribe it, edit it, format it, and then there's proofing stages. And so, you know, you just hit on a question that I love to ask. It's usually the third question I have, and then generally as the conversation goes on, it gets a little more complex and the questions are more specific. But my third question that I love to ask is, how did where you grow up shape who you are? And that is a powerful question. How did where you grow up shape who you are? And that's what you were just talking about. Our family, where we come from. When we say, oh, where are you from? What's your last name? We learn a lot about someone by those two questions, don't we? And so my process is, is about getting to, the, to who someone is and... I am, in a sense, their guide. I am the person who's been trained in interviewing skills. I'm the person who's able to write that and put it into a format that is readable in three to four hours. This is the essence of a person's life, about seven chapters on average. And so it's the stories from the moments that your life changed, the transformational moments. Those are the episodic times where I really capture. And what you said is, I think is extremely true. And I know we have a caller away and I'll get to them in just one second, but the, the key to really being, to writing the right story is to get really honest and mm-hmm. to draw that out of people. Mm-hmm. The things they don't necessarily want to talk about can teach us the most. Mm-hmm. Like you could hear Hayden's got all these stories <laughs> that she didn't tell us there, mm-hmm. right? That, that we want to know about, yeah. but you can, have, you can get her, you we gotta we gotta wait and read your book. Hayden. Yeah, we, we gotta, do. Hey, hey, Hayden, we've got a, a caller on line one. Okay, caller, go ahead. Hello there, you know me. Hey, LD, how are you doing? How can I help you, sir? Well, I just had to call in about you know fear. Mm. Yes. I had one time I could have had fear. You could have had fear. I could have, yeah. I had a car wreck in nineteen eighty. Mm. Uh, I thank the Lord I'm still alive. 
You had a car wreck in 1980, and thank the Lord you're still alive. Now, how did that affect your life, that life uh, that well, life change? I'm sure that was a life-changing experience, right, L.D.? Yes, sir. I, see, I didn't know it. It was two months before I ever woke up. Wow. Two months. Conscious. Wow. Yeah. Did that give you a value or a zest for life or make you appreciate life in a different way than before the accident? Well, I just know what they told me. I, you know, said my head was so big. It wouldn't fit in the CAT scan machine. <laughs> wow. It, wow. 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 Uh, Mine's that big, but I was just born <laughs> that way. <laughs> Mine was a box car. Wow. Well, uh, box car. <laughs> what was your first thought when you woke up? That's my question. What, what, what were you thinking when, when, you, when your eyes first opened? Do you remember? Well, see, I just thinking like when I woke up and this next day, you know, I didn't know I'd been out for over two months. It's terrifying. Wow. And I, I bet you, you have a really good story to tell just with your entire life, L.D., and that's yeah. what Duncan's talking about is getting that story in book form so you can hand it down to your family. I thank the Lord for everything. Thank the Lord for everything and, and, and for you, All my LD. years, yeah. See, when the wife asked when I might go home, and Doc said it might be six or eight months. And I woke up, it was two weeks. I'll tell you an interesting story. I had my grandfather McIntyre was in, uh, Papa Mac was in the hospital in his 60s, uh, probably mid, mid 60s, 65, 66. And uh, he uh, uh, was in a coma, okay, for about mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. And they had finally, I think, coded him, do not resuscitate, finally. Uh, you know, and he had, I think, had to be revived three times. And then, uh, then he woke up, LD, and, uh, and, and he, he went around the counties uh, and churches and preaching on, uh, on his near-death experience and remembered uh, seeing the light and uh, would, wow. would talk about it. And just, I think, you know, lived to be almost 99 years old uh, from that point on. And so uh, I think sometimes those experiences can just make life much sweeter uh, and make you cherish it and value it even more. So, so, so that great, great experiences to write down and to leave, leave the kids and grandkids. So. It's what you want to make out of your life. If what does it know? I'm sorry. Say that one more time, LD. It's, it's what you want to make out of your life. Is it's whether you make it or not. Life is what you make of it. Is that right? Yeah, you can sit and home and cry, or you can get up and go. That's yeah. Sit at home and cry, or get up and do something. I agree. Words I mean, those are great. By. Those are great quotes and words to live by. So, yeah. hey, I had some good teachers, you know, taught me how to walk and stuff. Absolutely. Hey, LD, thank you so much for your call, and yes, you sir. have a great uh, rainy weekend. You know, uh, uh, watch the ball games and uh, hang out, listen to WHS and Big O Country, and. Uh, and have a good weekend, okay? Well, I can tell you one thing. What? Leave that alcohol alone. Leave the alcohol alone. Yes, sir. Words of wisdom. Thank you very much, LD. Yes, I appreciate sir. that. You okay. know, one point you mentioned, Greg, is with your Papa Mac, it gives us goosebumps, doesn't it? That idea of seeing the light and recognizing that, that God is real and recognizing that this is a teaching moment. Um, what I do is I have my pro bono projects, and and that's in hospice. I give these services for free to hospice patients, and it's not the full package. It's it's more of a shortened version, but I interview a patient, and I help them write their story for their loved ones. And in hospice, it's special. It's very special because you have less than six months to live, 
And so you start thinking very hard and very intentionally about your life and your loved ones. And I don't think I, I go through one without starting to cry a little bit because it mm-hmm. is so powerful and we learn mm-hmm. so much. And so that's, that's where I see this process being so powerful is near the end, is, is near with these hospice patients. And, um, but I tell you what, there's something really powerful in the, the other people out there too. And, um, man, there's just so much to learn, isn't it? Everybody has a story to tell. Duncan can help you tell it. Hey, um, if you want to get in touch with Nabu Scholar and Duncan, okay, he's got a partner he works with as well, growing the company. I'd love to help you write your life. Uh, The number is 704-689-8725 for Duncan. And you know what, Hayden? Uh, Let's talk about some upcoming shows. We've got, I think we're booked out too much or more with shows, and that's amazing. When are you going to give me a chance to actually talk about what I do, which is McIntyre Elder Law, the Elder Law Guide, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies? I don't get a chance to talk about that anymore. May the 6th. May the 6th? Okay, May the 6th. That's the only open date I've got in the next two months. Well, pencil me in, please, okay? I will. Tell me a little bit about our upcoming shows. Okay, uh, next week we have Lynn Byers. He is a chaplain at the hospital for both Shelby and Kings Mountain, and he's going to talk about National Health Care Decisions Day, where they try to emphasize and get people out to um, do the documents that are so important, the will. I'm not sure if it's a will, but I know they do the health care power of attorney and the living will. They do health care directives, health care power of attorney and living wills. Health care power of attorney and living wills. That's correct. Okay. So, And then, yeah. And then uh, the next week, April 15th, we have Melinda Hauser, and she's going to bring someone else with her from the Lincoln County Extension Service. And she's going to talk to us about what they do with the Extension Service. I have no idea. I know there are certain things like food uh, growing and things like that they talk about. And she's also going to talk about the SHIP program where you can go uh, for counseling and help if you need medical care and you're either on Medicare or Medicaid or not. And they can try to uh, find something that fits you so that you get the medical care you need. Love, Ms. Hauser. Love the Lincoln County Extension mm-hmm. Program. And just, uh, you know, I've had a good uh, uh really good relationship with them this year i you know really enjoyed speaking to their groups and uh and just uh and working with them amazing what they're doing over there and can't wait to have them on so um hey hayden do you have uh anything in closing i mean i know you're it's so sad we're all feeling sorry for you down at the beach we're here working (laughs) my worst problem is how to get two rental bikes back in the rain to the rental store without the kids having to drive them in the rain ride your bike back you ain't made out of sugar you won't melt Um, that's right that's what i tell my kids that's true true. and it's level (laughs) had a good dinner last night we're having fun is your are you is your family down there with you my daughter and uh two of my my two of my grandchildren here one's on the way so except for my son and he and i coming back to the beach uh a week from whenever uh to help dad get the house ready for the rental season well good deal. so i'll good be deal. with him too so kids and grandkids that's my life Love it. i know it is i know it is hayden. hayden it's always good to hear from you thank you very much for calling in and doing the show i know you wouldn't miss it for the world so i wouldn't no. Either, so. Um, no i miss the people that I, I hear people all the time say we heard you on the radio show that makes me feel good well good good hey hayden thank you for calling in and thank you duncan 
uh, with Nabu Scholar mm-hmm. for being here today. Thank you for having me. And talking about your passion and what you're doing for seniors, okay? Absolutely. Everyone out there, tell your story. Get it out there. Yeah, tell your story. That's right. Write your life. Hey, this has been Greg McIntyre, the Elder Law Guy with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. And this has been the Elder Law Report. So I'm signing off. Uh, hey, Milton? Yes, sir. Can you Perry Mason me out of here? I will do it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, that's the Elder Law Report for today. Thank you for tuning in. Join us again next Friday with Greg and Hayden and our guests, and we'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Morning. You make my morning. Noon. Well, I'm at work. And night. The way home from work. The one you can count on for fun. Big O Country, WHS Shelby, WLON Lincoln, WCSL Charitable Gastonia. Blanton Cars in Shelby is under new management. For your next vehicle, come see the area's most experienced buy here, pay here dealership. See the fresh new look. Vehicles with lower miles, get lower down payments, and a huge inventory. Oh,